0: Welcome to a bonus episode of Tales Trails and Taverns. This is Tavern Tuesdays. It's the first time we're doing this. I was out at the General Stanton Inn last week and I just wanted to uh, share my experience. And we're just
1: gonna elaborate on Joe's experience at this very um, historical tavern.
0: So first thing, let's get into the history of it. The General Stanton Inn is in Charlestown, Rhode Island and the land that the Inn is sitting on it was given to Thomas Stanton by the Narragansett tribe after he saved a Native American princess from the Manese tribe. He rowed his boat out to Block Island. He rowed the 12 miles out to Block Island off the coast of, of Rhode Island there. And he negotiated the release of the princess and brought her back. And so the Narragansett gave him the land in about the mid-1600s. And then I believe in 1667, the original building was built... And then in 1740, Thomas Stanton's grandson built the inn that is still there today. So the inn was there. In the 1700s, it was there during the time of the Revolution. It housed spies. It housed, uh, you know, colonists who were against the crown.
1: So so time out, if you don't mind me asking, Joe. Yeah. This guy actually rode in a boat 11 miles to Block Island.
0: 12 miles. He rode, yeah. He, he took a rowboat and he went out to block and I don't know if you've ever like been to the south coast of Rhode Island. Yeah 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 so you know what the you know what the water's like out there, right? I mean Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, people people don't take a boat out to Block Island unless they're like in at least a 14 or 15 footer. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so that that alone right there is fucking bananas. And
0: this guy rode out to it, yeah. So like I was saying, 1740 the, the the inn was built by Thomas Stanton's grandson. And uh so they were they were spies. there were revolutionaries coming in and out um, during the Revolutionary War. It was still around during the. Um, it was actually part of the Underground Railroad, apparently, uh, part of the abolitionist movement. So they were they yeah. were um, helping move slaves from you know move rescued slaves from the south into the north through there in the seventeen uh, sorry eighteen sixties. Then in the the nineteen twenties during the Prohibition era, there was uh, an extra part of the building. Added on, that became a speakeasy. So this this building, this inn, has been a part of like
1: American history. fighting
0: against the government in every step of the t- every every turn. Right.
1: It's got a lot of fucking history. It's
0: got a, it's got a ton of history. Then the 1980s, the final section was added on, which is now um, I want to say it's the banquet hall that he was telling me about. So the place has got a ton of history, and it was bought. It was closed for about 10 years until 2022. David and Jackie Moore bought the building, bought the General Stanton Inn, and they revamped the whole place. They redid redid the outside, redid the inside, opened it back up, and it's been an inn. There's a tavern. There's a banquet hall. They wanted it to be the place to eat between Narragansett and Westerly, basically. They wanted it to be the it place on the South Coast. It's absolutely gorgeous now.
1: Yeah, I saw the pictures. It, it, it was uh, a very beautiful building.
0: So yeah, the uh, so Thursday after Valentine's Day. So,
1: oh, my God. so what? At what depth did they go to adhere to the structural like or, or origins to it?
0: So I believe did they you... they took the um, they took the siding off and they re, they put on the original, not the original, but they put on clapboard like it would have originally had. They they changed the paint to.
1: Because when you, from the pictures I saw, it looks like it's stuck in 1775.
0: It really, yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it is stuck in 1775. They did a great job, um, which is great. You know, updating the things that they need to update and revitalizing the things that need to be just you know touched up. They went with the Sher- Sherwin Williams Colonial Yellow to try to go back to the original color, you know. And so, yeah. So they spent a lot of time, they spent a lot of money, uh, and then they reopened it up in, in 2022, and it's been uh it's been open ever since. So, like, I had a Thursday out because we had already recorded an episode, you know. Yeah. And so I didn't have anything to do that Thursday night, so I decided, hey, you know, it's 20 minutes away. It's a supposedly a haunted, uh, haunted inn, haunted tavern. Might as well get down there and check it out, you know.
1: What was your initial uh, feeling when you first got there? So,
0: Goodbye. um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I went there. There wasn't a whole lot of people there. I walked in. Um, I asked the woman at the front desk which way the tavern was. She pointed to the towards her right. Walked in there, and it, it's there's a nice dining room right as you walk in. This big, grand, like, uh, fireplace right there. I think I shared the pictures on, on social media of it. And uh, yeah, that's it right in the dining room. And then the bar is off to the right of the dining room there. And it's a big wraparound bar and then the kitchen is behind it, and so I went in there, I sat down, I just had my first drink, and I was just kind of, you know, people watching for a little while, not really doing much of anything except sitting there and just listening to everybody talk, because there are a lot of people in there that are just from the, from the area, you know. Big local joint. Just local, local people, not a lot, not a lot of people, a few older people. Yeah. And then, um, so some of them started to leave and I got my second drink and I was I had overheard somebody say something about the the prohibition room. So the prohibition room is the addition that was added in the 20s and they revamped it to be more of an upscale dining area. And so you go in there and they play like they play music from the 20s when you're in there. Like they play the old style brass band type music. That's pretty dope. And so I asked her about it because there's a little side door, very tiny little side door off the bar right next to where the kitchen is. And I asked her, oh, is that is that the way to the, the prohibition room? And she goes, oh, do you want a tour? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll take a tour. <laughs> and so, yeah. And she goes, oh, let me go grab somebody. And she she walked out of the bar and walked towards the front. And I assumed she was just going to get like the night manager or something. You know what I mean? It's like seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock. You know, there's not a whole lot of people in the bar, and uh, David Moore, the owner, one of the owners, comes walking out and <laughs> walks really? up to me. I'm <laughs> like surprised to see, you know, the owner who comes on. and says, "Oh, do you want do you want a tour?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I was kind of taken aback. You know, I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." And he goes, "Oh, do you want to? Are you? You know, do you are you hoping to host something here? Or, you know, are you?" have an event coming up. And I was like, no, I, you know, I host a, a podcast. It's about paranormal and taverns and and haunted trails and stuff like that. And he goes, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it took me to the, we walked through this little tiny door off the left side of the bar. It's almost like this really tiny little hallway. That's about, I don't know, maybe four feet long. It, you could barely, it, it feels like you could barely fit through this door. And we walk into this other dining room and it's just this very small dining room. And it feels like you were in a colonial cabin. You know what I mean? Like there's just a fireplace, a couple tables, another, you know, four walls and it's all post and beam, you know, very old beam over through the roof and on the sides. And he said, this is the, this is the original building that was built in 1667 and then moved here from another area on the property. They like, they hoisted it up onto beams and dragged it with horses to where it was. It sits now and then built the inn off of that.
1: Holy shit. So
0: this, yeah, so the, the original part of the, the inn dates back to 1667. Um, Jesus. So that's, yeah, it's almost, that's almost 400 years old now. That's 350 plus years old now. Yeah. And so, uh, yep. Yeah, so we start talking about that and, and he goes, okay, let me show you the, let me show you the inn portion. And we walk out the other side of the room into a hallway and as I walk into the hallway, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I walk into the hallway and I see, like, I, I feel like I see a little girl out of the right corner of my eye. And I just, really, as soon as I walk in the hallway, I see her, I look, and it's just like the end of a table with, like, a tablecloth drawn over it. So I'm like, okay, I just, my mind's just playing tricks on me, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole lot of, whole lot of nothing, whole lot of, you know, just seeing things. And so he goes, okay, well, we have some we have some uh, people here at the inn. You know, he goes, so some of the rooms are booked up, but he's like, i got an open room here. Let me show you, you know, what it looks like. We go off to the right, door on the right-hand side. We walk in, beautiful room, like, nice queen bed, dresser. There's a fireplace in the bedroom. You know, there's exposed beams on the top. And then he, op- he opens the door to the bathroom, the bathroom is, like, very updated. Like, and he said, you know, this is... These are the bathroom. He goes, this is where we spent all the money was in the the bathroom. And it it clearly showed like the bathroom was, the bathroom is not colonial at all. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like all beautiful tiles, glass um, doors, like
1: probably for good measures. I mean, I don't, I don't think plumbing standards were, were that great back in the 1600s. So,
0: right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we're in the room. And he goes... All of a sudden, he's just like, man, it's freezing here. He goes over, he, he hits the, the thermostat and starts turning the temperature up in the room. And uh, as we walk back out in the hallway, he's like... He starts telling me... So, the inn is haunted by three ghosts, is what he tells me. He says, there's, the, right. there's the general, there's a little girl, and oh then I, I'm pretty sure he said a woman, but honestly, when he said a little girl, I like my mind froze, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Just my mind froze up and I was like, Oh my god, like <laughs> was that what I saw? You know what I mean?
1: Holy shit.
0: So we keep going down the hallway and he takes me to the prohibition room, and the prohibition room is a little more updated than the rest of the place. It's it's you know, it's more of a fine dining place, it's less of less of the exposed beams and more of just a bright, airy, you know, updated dining area. Yes. And then we continue on. He, he he told me too that he hasn't seen any as the ghost. Like he doesn't he doesn't see him. You know I mean he's just How about the workers? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. So okay, awesome. He tells me that he doesn't see him. And then he takes me down to the banquet room, which is the one that was built in the 80 in the 1980s. And uh he showed me the banquet hall. Also very nice, very updated, gorgeous place. And he goes, Okay, well, you know, that's the nickel tour. And we head back to the bar. And uh and so sat down at the bar. And there were some other people, there were some younger people there, you know, older than me, but younger than the, the crowd that had been in there prior. And one of them says something about he's sitting at the end of the bar now, and one of them says something about the ghost in the place. And David pipes up and says, Oh, this guy does a paranormal podcast. You should you know, talk to the, talk about the ghost talk with him about it so we start we start talking across the bar about the ghost of the place and and this and that and um i mentioned that i've got a picture of a ghost from when i went to the orton hotel or the orton billiards room which was the orton hotel in, in wilmington north carolina yeah and uh so i start looking for it on my phone and uh jackie the other owner she walks up she had come in by then and she goes oh i've I got a picture of a ghost from here. You want to see it? And I was like, absolutely, of course I do. You got, like, you got a you got a picture of a ghost in your phone from from this building? Like, yes, show show me, please. You know,
1: one hundred percent.
0: And so she starts scrolling for her phone, looking through looking for it, and she finds it. And it's shows it to me, and it's a picture of one of the fireplaces in the rooms. And then there's a oval mirror on the mantel. And so she says, oh, the, you know, the, the tenant or the, um, the guest was staying in the, in the room and they really loved the fireplace. So they took a picture of it and they started looking at it afterwards. And if you look in the mirror in the picture and you could see it like in the mirror is reflected the, the doorway to the bathroom and in the middle of this doorway, it's not like a cast shadow or anything, but in the middle of this doorway, it looks like the top corner of a top hat in the door. And it's just pitch black. Like, it's very wow. bright. Like, the picture, you could tell, is very bright in the room. There is no light on this thing at all. It is just a black hole in this picture that's shaped like a top hat. You know what I mean?
1: Holy shit.
0: So, she's... She was under the impression that she thinks it was probably the general, you know, the, the top hat type thing. I guess he wore a top hat. I'm not really sure, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, around those times, probably would have.
0: Yeah. So... After that, we got to talking, and, and somebody had mentioned the carriage house, which is down the road. I think it's in Narragansett or, or South Kingstown. And um, and then the bartender started telling me about her experience because she's worked in both the carriage house and the General Stanton. And she's telling me about how she gets such a bad vibe in the basement that she doesn't go down there alone anymore. Like, she's like, <laughs> I do. She's like, I don't go down those stairs by myself. There's no way. You're not going to get me to do it. She starts telling me about all the times that stuff has disappeared from around the bar where stuff has moved. Where like you set something down. Nobody's in the bar. You turn around, you grab something, you turn around that whatever you set down is gone, you know, and then it might come back like 30 minutes later. It might it reappears or or doesn't reappear. They told me about glasses falling off of shelves or getting thrown across the the room and shit. Crazy stuff. So there was a lot of stories that they had jesus Uh, it was definitely definitely a very interesting place to go definitely a a great place to go if you want to drink or or have a a fine so you can spend
1: you can spend the night there too you
0: said right yeah you can spend the night there they do um they want to be more of like a wedding venue and like a a a big big venue you know what i mean yeah They they want to try to attract stuff like that is this a waterfront property it's not right on the water. No, Charlestown. The whole town is almost on the water. Okay, but no, it's it's right off of um, it's right off of Post Road in Charlestown. There's the general. They they've had a uh, there was a flea market there, and David and Jackie are trying to bring back the flea market because that was a huge thing that used to used to go on every weekend.
1: Yeah, and it probably generated good good revenue.
0: So, if you're looking for it, it's four one one five Old Post Road, Charlestown, Rhode Island. They have king rooms and queen rooms. They have the inn, they have the bar. Yeah, a lot of great stuff going on there, man.
1: You know, it kind of not to get off topic here, but when I was a kid, I washed dishes at a restaurant called Giorgio's Steakhouse in Dayton.
0: Yeah. And everybody used
1: to say, you know, that this is the oldest building in the in the town of Dayton. And I would say, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. But um Giorgio actually sold sold the, the property um and the new owners who bought it about five five or six years ago they they named the building 1714 because right. that was the actual date that the building was built yeah and I can remember dude I remember people saying things when I first started working there yeah and I was like yeah whatever but like one of my duties as a dishwasher was uh if the bar. I'd have to go check on the bar like every hour after eight o'clock. The the, the place stayed open till one a.m. Yeah, and I and I I would go to the bar. How we doing? Oh, give me a case of Budweiser. You know what I mean? So you'd go down to yep. the basement. The fucking basement, dude, was literally like f- maybe f- five five and a half feet, if that. It was so fucking short. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was old, and it had, like, those old, like, entrenched French drains in the floor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, the, it still had the original, like, wooden lolly columns. And, dude, it was just so fucking creepy down there. Like, always felt like something. And I, and I can remember, two washing dishes. And, like, to the right would be, like, the stairwell to go down to the basement. And I always swore I could see shit out of the corner of my eyes, like, while I was washing dishes at this place.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Just, it, it was always, a, a, especially, like, the later the night got, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I hear you. So. Yeah, maybe, kinda, maybe we'll have to go back and, maybe we'll have to go and check that place out.
1: I would be, dude, I, we can go, yeah. I mean, it's right, it's a 15-minute ride from my house.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll be the next, that might be the next uh, Tavern Tuesday fucking A right, well thank you so much for joining us we're gonna try to keep this one uh, down about 20 minutes so we're gonna wrap things up thanks for joining us on this uh, on this awesome Tuesday and uh, as always get out there and find your spirits woo I'm not gonna add that in (laughs) Uh, that was dope I think that was good yeah fuck yeah man
2: Coming to you live from Channel 25 Action News, I'm Edwina Kemper, and with me is Lavender Robinshaw, curator of the specialty podcast Early on Wednesday. Tell me, Lavender, do you keep a fresh supply of cryptids? Early on Wednesday has a list of 22 cryptids, and that list is growing all the time. We also like to dabble in demons, ghosts, and anything else that goes bump in the night, or maybe lurking around your house with a creepy smile. Well, how haunted are your paranormal subjects? Sometimes the creepy noises and odd experiences have a perfectly logical explanation, and we gorgeous ghouls love to dive in the psychology behind everything. But other times, the only possibility left is that your house is haunted, or perhaps a demon is trying to possess you. Do you really have? That many serial killer cases? The Early on Wednesday database contains information on 4,743 serial killers. And sadly, there are 13,105 victims of serial killers. And this is estimated some of these victims aren't linked to serial killers or have never been found. To fill your murder juice cup, we plan to cover them all. Well, you heard it here first. It's early on Wednesday. Do you know where you're listening?